This is an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello, and welcome to Pure Presence, all about the kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered, yet are far from that, and to the parents, professionals, and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet are also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic and the energetic support needed to balance them and you as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered as a guided meditation during the last 30-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefits of this information. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary for you to provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at www.susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child, and your child will remain on that list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 486 children participating in these episodes. For those of you who have questions about the children, please join me in the Awakening Zone chat room where I will be available for about 30 minutes right after this episode. So it's nice to have everybody back. Thank you for being here. And I want to um, – it's been an interesting morning already, so the, I don't know if that's part and parcel around the energies that are available right now. But for me, it was a pretty emotional morning um, around the connection with the collective consciousness of the children. So it was an emotional morning because – Probably I would say, well, definitely since I spoke to you all the last time, I've just been seeing, you know, one potential impossibility after another. The private sessions that I've been doing lately have been um, extraordinary from the standpoint of what your children are, are demonstrating, what they are showing as possibilities and potentials now. And at the same time I've been witnessing that, um, what I've also been witnessing with myself, within myself is, you know, hey, I don't want the possibilities and potentials anymore. I want the probabilities. I want to know where the interface between what I see and know as possible, what the children demonstrate to me um, through connecting with them in that collective consciousness and also you know, what they demonstrate to me, you know, through private sessions and things like that, where does that possibility and potential become a probability? And so I probably had a great um, experience this morning that probably also put me more in connection and contact with how each of you must feel, um, you know, going through your life experience with your children because I'm sure that there are moments in your own daily lives where on the one hand you see all the possibilities and potentials, you know that there's something more than what has been perceived before, and at the same time sometimes it manifests in little inklings and twinklings, and in other times, you know, it feels like those manifestations are or those synchronicities are in kind of a void space. 
So I can really empathize, um, especially even more so after this morning, with you know, with that that certain degree of frustration that may ebb and flow um, throughout your process with the kids, you know, whether you're the parent or the professional. At the same time, you know, this morning in that place of of wow, look at all of this! All of these potentials and possibilities are are available. Um, you know what what does it actually take to have this become a probability? And when I say probability, I mean what does it actually take for there to be um, there to be a a true voice um, coming from the children in whatever way it comes from the children about who they are how they function um and so in my you know in my um interactions with the collective consciousness of the children it was kind of like so you know show me how this all works you know show show me again you know tell me this again and it was it was brilliant because it was almost like when i got to that place of saying hey this is what i want this is how i want to see it this is what I want to know about the probabilities of this interconnection, this ability for you all to have your own voice um, in the world. You know, we watch more and more kids are showing up all the time. More and more children are having their own voice in the world. And yet it's that, that voice still seems to remain at least somewhat within the the community that can hear that you know it still remains somewhat within that that more metaphysical community or that community of parents who have said you know there's something more to my kid than what other people are seeing and I'm frustrated with not having those conversations so you know you find episodes like this or you find um groups of people that you can interact with that will have that conversation with you but nevertheless, the voice of your children, the, your voices, seem to, um, you know, my voice seems to still be somewhat confined to a certain population. And so my question to the children this morning is, what opens that up? What allows that to become manifest in um, a much more tangible way? And so, you know, we have the autism intention experiment, which is um, kind of a precursor, I believe, to that kind of interaction into more mainstream, if you will, conversations, you know, because it does have the science behind it. But even in that, it's like, okay, this voice is building. I can feel the voice building. I can see what the children are capable of. I can see that the the energy is manifesting in various levels of their being and that it is manifesting right down into the physical. I've seen more physical manifestations like in private sessions within the last probably two or three weeks than I've seen in the last, you know, 10 years. And it's just so I know that we're absolutely in this time right now where the physical the physical realm, you know, has moved enough that there are probabilities that exist within the physical realm for yourselves and the children that simply weren't possible when we were really living in the density of that third dimensional reality. So about the time I was kind of going, okay, you know, where's the voice kind of thing? It's like, oh, so that's what you want. Oh, so that's what you want to experience. That's what you're interested in. And the minute I I kind of got to that place, what was fascinating to me is they started having a conversation with me about the oneness of their their beings. So not not the oneness of the, the singularity of being, but the oneness of the multitude of beings that 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 equal the oneness, okay? Whatever that, you know, confusing bit of words means but what they were really showing me was that you know we as um 
adult humans have functioned so consistently in this sense of separation. It's just now in history where we're beginning to tap into our oneness that it's just been, you know, very recently that we're being able to tap into our pure presence and have that be functional, possible, a knowing state um, within the human condition. What they were explaining to me is that they have never, will never, um, have no intention of functioning outside of a state of oneness. And so there, so it brought awareness to me anyway around just what it does take for integration in the physical to be experienced so that you can look at the child and say, wow, something significant has happened. Um, something has changed in their communication or something has changed in their their presence in this um, physical kind of time-space reality. And we can see that, you know, in response to the autism intention experiment because we're, we're very um, specifically changing the, the space. We're very consistently make it, altering the space so that it is functioning more in a state of oneness or more from a state of love than what we have been able to create with our own coherence, you know, as individual parents, families, you know, communities. But what the children were showing me is that because they have never, will never, and aren't interested in functioning outside of that oneness, they also showed me this amazing... um, In some ways, it was a grid of interconnection, and in some ways, it was a spiraling movement or a circular movement of interconnections, almost like a tube torus, if you will. And in that description, they were demonstrating to me that, you know, I've watched watched several children throughout my history choose to be fully integrated into the physical body. Um, I've watched them use energetic means to bring that about. Um, And I've also watched them give specific informations and specific details to their parents to support that process. And so my question this morning was, okay, you know, same question that you guys probably have over and over again. You know, there's a few of them. And then there's a few more of them, and then there's a few more, and then there's an autism intention experiment, and then there's something else happening. What is that energetic patterning? What allows that to take place? And they were explaining that as they function in in the oneness, as they're born into this consciousness, their essence is connected with um, a family of consciousness, and a family of consciousness that is going to hold a particular vibrational rate um, until we can kind of grow up and meet that vibrational rate. But also what they were demonstrating is if you can consider all of the children working as one unit, if one child um, does integrate fully into the physical body and makes themselves known in a physical reality in a new way, It it's not just that one child that came in. It was various aspects of all of the children that came in. And it also took various aspects of all of the children to allow that one child to manifest in that way. So there's this weaving, this web, there's this degree of mastership within the collective consciousness of these children that is very supportive of um, of a variety of children coming into physical manifestation. And so because we are physical and because we are, you know, have that mental mindset as well, you know, so the next question becomes what allows that to happen for that child over there who was that other parent's child, but it didn't happen, you know, in my home or those kinds of things. And 
very logical question, and at the same time, um, it also is is indicative of where we're coming from as far as this sense of separation. So on the one hand, the children are all interfacing with each other. Every individual's integration to whatever degree they integrate begets the integration of um, the next generation or the next population. And every child who is holding a particular frequency in a particular place is also kind of creating a bridge throughout various dimensional realms. So one of the things that they were also showing me this morning is if you could imagine mm, on, a, on a very base scale, if you could imagine a child representing or a population of children representing um, complete coherent functioning, if you will, in the fourth dimension and another group of beings in the fifth dimension and the sixth dimension and the seventh dimension and the eighth dimension and the ninth dimension. And this goes, quite frankly, throughout the 12 dimensions of our current Earth's um, capacity, if you will, but it also goes beyond that into the different dimensional realms where your children function um, more effortlessly. Um, those dimensional realms that are more consistent with who your children are than the current one that they might be experiencing and quite possibly experiencing for the first time. So if you could imagine that within all the children, there are various um, pockets of children that are representing those different dimensional realms and that those various dimensional realms are interacting with each other as a bridge or a gateway. What I'm noticing right now is that there is quite a conversation and a communication going on between the fifth dimensional experience and the ninth dimensional experience, actually high fourth dimensional experience and the fifth dimensional experience. And we don't have to necessarily know what each and every one of those different dimensional realms is doing and how they're doing it. What is more important to know is that, you know, you've heard me say before that in a physical body, in the density of a physical body, your children function more in the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension consistently than they do in the third, fourth, and fifth dimension. And so there's there's this place in which they are very coherent, they're working, and they're they're precise, they're coherent. What I'm watching right now is there's this conversation going on between the fourth dimension and the ninth dimension. And when I say conversation, I mean that there are those of you who are listening to these episodes who are interested in bridging that gap, who are gaining access to those higher dimensional realms, and you are interfacing, <clears throat> co-creating, oops, sorry, hold on a second. <clears throat> You're interfacing and co-creating with that energy. And sometimes you're doing that very consciously. Sometimes you're doing that unconsciously. But nevertheless, there are lights going on. There are plug-ins, communications taking place between those various dimensional realms. It's also happening that the children that function more easily in a ninth dimensional experience, you would recognize those children who as the ones who really don't appear to be functioning here um, in the physical very much at all. Their, their, their attention is out of the body. Their attention is in different dimensional realms. They're not necessarily verbally communicating. They're very connected to more electromagnetic kinds of impulses. These might be the same kinds of children or, or adults who have um, some type of seizure activity because they're kind of playing in that electromagnetic uh, stratosphere, if you will, all the time. 
But those kids, those individuals, those those beings, the essence of their being is beginning that's beginning to communicate with that I, that eighth dimensional body of of children and they're communicating with the seventh dimensional body of children and so forth and we're also simultaneously kind of reaching peaks within our own um with our within our own frequency sometimes we can't hold that for long periods of time but you might be noticing that you're having kind of breakthrough kind of telepathic experiences or you're having breakthrough synchronicities with your children that seem to be outside of the realm of time and space. It's like those things that you can't quite explain and, you you know, if you try to wrap your head around it, your head has no idea what to do with the information and yet it's something that you've filed away in your um in your experiences of, oh, that was interesting, that was trying to tell me something, don't know quite what that is. But this is where those communications are beginning to go together. It's like the switchboards of each one of these dimensions are are interacting in a much more substantial way. And I think because they're interacting in a much more substantial way, there's more fluid communication between the fourth dimension and the ninth dimension. Um, there, there are also these, I think this is also the reason why I'm seeing different things in these private sessions where things are actually becoming physically manifest. Having said that, it's not, it's not quite a clear pathway yet. Um, so if you could imagine, you know, the old-fashioned switchboards with all the cords going in different places at different times, plug, unplugging and plugging in, it kind of has that look to it as far as, you know, that ninth-dimensional interaction that's able to interface with a sixth and the seventh is going down to the fourth. And the, so there's, there are all of these configurations. So also in my frustration, I was like, clear the path, you know, let me see what, let me see exactly what trajectory, what pathway can we follow, um, you know, into the physical that would at least encompass between that ninth dimensional realm and that fourth dimensional realm. And one of the first things that the kids said is, They'll come pretty close to the fourth dimensional realm, but they're really not even interested in that dimension. They're interested in the full coherent um, dimensional realm of the fifth and having humanity be there and function in that way. So there is this interface, and what they showed me when I said, hey, you know, show me, you know, take all the cords away for a second so I can just, See what is happening between different dimensional planes, and is there some way that we can build some additional coherence between those different planes so that it is easy for you, the parent, caregiver, professional, to access them, you know, either through telepathy or um, in other kind of more intuitive, beyond time and space means, and those ways in which the children can have some breakthrough experiences where they can show up in the physical in ways that are undeniable to um, to us, you know. And, again, maybe just to make that connection for that moment and maybe to stay for a little while. But so with all of those cords taken away, with all of that, that inner communication piece, kind of set aside for a second, what it really looked like is it looked like a series of, of um, if you can imagine each energetic plane as a disk, and that disk has certain pockets of information. And if you could imagine that disk beginning to spin or beginning to turn to find its right rightful position, that disk would spin until it became coherent with, in communication with, 
the disc or the dimensional plane that is functioning right below it. And thus it would continue, you know, everything kind of coming into organization. When I asked the kids about this, they were saying that this is the interface, this is the the templates, if you will, for their interconnection, for their their awareness of oneness. And so just like the planets, you know, are are moving in the trajectory that they each move in, and every now and again they come into an alignment just like they have done recently and will do again. Just like that happens, it's this same trajectory of each one of these different dimensional realms is doing the same thing. And your children are functioning very consistently, very coherently in those realms. So when they begin to interface, I guess is the best way I could say, with the realm or the dimension that is just a little bit denser than they are, all of a sudden it's there's this drop-in. There's this, uh, I'm here, I'm aware, I'm present. And it's not just one child in one dimension. It's hundreds of ch- children, thousands of children functioning in different dimensional realms. What's also interesting to me right now, if I haven't lost you already, is that it's it also is, just amazing to me right now watching within dimensional planes how the children are interfacing with each other it's almost as if they are um they are in no way functioning um as separate energies as separate essences they are functioning as one so if you can imagine on that plane all of those children who are interfacing at the ninth dimensional realm are now all of a sudden beginning to work very coherently together. And because they're working coherently together and so is the dimensional plane right below them, when it when it clicks into place, it we watch that that ninth dimensional group shifts. All of a sudden maybe oh, maybe seizures are not an issue anymore. Or maybe um, maybe there's a little bit more presence in the physical experience for that individual who has very much been in some other realm, probably fairly consistently since the time that they were they were infants. And maybe the child who has had some kind of sporadic language or has had some um, some types of interconnection with the family and then kind of needed their own space, needed their own dimensional connections and then back to a more dense dimensional connection, maybe those children all of a sudden in this same dynamic um, show up. They're able to stay present for longer periods of time. Um, Their communication becomes more clear. We're definitely seeing that within the, the structure of the autism intention experiment which also leads me to believe that that is also facilitating this this dimensional inner communication, this dimensional lineup, if you will. So when I ask the kids, you know, well, what about today? You know, what what is available in this moment today? And what they suggested is that for the the individuals who are participating. Um, within this, um, within peer presence, all about the kids, that the energy work today be very specifically guided toward those different dimensional realms, addressing those children in those different dimensional realms, helping them build an even greater sense of coherence so that we can also be kind of a witness to it, so that we can be privy to that information. So if we were to build coherence in the ninth dimension and all of the children that are functioning there coherently, and we begin to give them an awareness that their fifth-dimensional counterparts, their sixth-dimensional counterparts are kind of working from the ground up as they're working from the ground down. It's almost like, it's almost like 
um, two groups of individuals who are who are burrowing a tunnel, and they're burrowing it from the top and from the bottom or from the left and from the right, and they don't know that the other one is necessarily attempting to make that connection. Um, or they do know that they're attempting to make that connection, but they don't know if they're going to meet in the middle, and they don't know how big that pathway is going to be once they do meet. So they suggested that the energy work today could be about bringing that level of awareness to those different realms so that they are all truly functioning as one and beginning to get those dimensional planes into um, enough of a resonance with each other that we can start seeing these different planes or these different dimensional realms collapse into each other. You know, so that and in as simple of ease as possible to create physical manifestations that are available now that may not have been available um, in the past. So that's the the function of today's um, energy processes. So I'd like to go ahead and get started with that. I'd like to spend about the next 30 minutes will allow the collective consciousness of the children to direct us. One of the things that they are suggesting for you all who are listening in is to give yourself permission to simply be a witness to the experience and so that you can hold in your conscious awareness um, what they're what they're playing in, what they're playing with, how they're interfacing. Really important to have a witness to that that is standing here in the physical, that is standing here and to one degree or another is um is fairly integrated in the physical. So it just creates a nice pool of energy. It's it's like a direction um for this collective energy to come. So so if you will find a comfortable place to relax for the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to simply ask that the collective consciousness of your children, specific to your children, that they simply make themselves known to us, that they allow their presence to be felt, and that all of those that have a vested interest in supporting this inner communication between each other and between different dimensional realms kind of step to the front, step forward, so that we can hear from each of them in how this process should go. All right. So for those of you doing the witnessing, simply moving into your heart space. Allowing that heart space to deepen. Just follow your breath right into the heart space. just for the next 30 minutes, giving yourself permission to put all the worry aside, put all the concern aside. Everything will come back when it's all said and done. It seems to always do that. And at the same time, just giving yourself a little bit of space right now. It's almost like you get the image of kind of individuals laying back on that blanket in the looking up at the night sky, you know, that stargazing. Just relaxing into the body. There you go. And any time the mind comes in or any time the emotions come in, just allow yourself to go back to the breath and go back to the body. Here we go. Right into the heart. Okay. 
So the first group of children that are showing up are those children that are functioning um, in a fifth-dimensional reality and functioning there pretty coherently. These are the kids that are, um, they show it to me as standing like on a platform right right above where the collective human consciousness is right now. It's it's almost like they're present, they're aware, they may not say a whole lot, they're watching everything, they let you know that they're watching everything, they let you they let you know that they hear everything, even though they may not have a whole lot to say to you about that. So if we move into those individuals functioning in that fifth dimensional reality, And we're just going to build a little coherence there among them first with this tone. Here we go. are showing me is they're opening that central column of light. There is a projection of light through the crown chakra up into the their mm, soul stars, down through the bodies, at least down into, they're showing me it all the way down into the sacral area for many of them. And as that that central column of light ignites, if you will, there is that group of children coming in that are functioning primarily in this six-dimensional realm. And if you could imagine, <coughs> if you can imagine that that plane as a disc, and you can imagine that if there are all these columns of light and those columns of light are at various heights, that disc is um, like it can't slide down quite yet into that fifth dimensional reality, and yet the information is there um, for it to be received. (coughs) So let's go right into that sixth dimensional plane. It's interesting, they're wanting to identify themselves, each group, so this plane um, are those children who are, um, they're saying they're the ones that are a little bit agitated right now. They're the ones that are demonstrating some some frustration. It's like they're kind of being caught between, between worlds in that six-dimensional plane. And, you know, they can see and they can access that fifth dimensional, that closer to where we all are. And at the same time, just, you know, these are the kids that have literally been banging their heads up against the wall, have been chewing on themselves, very frustrated at where they find themselves um, in between these planes because they're not in the lofty energy of being totally checked out to the physical reality and they're also not close enough to really feel it in the physical. Um, So in that dimensional plane, those children, let's go ahead and build a little bit of coherence there. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. So they're literally going to use that fifth dimensional light as kind of a a lighthouse, a beacon, you know, a following it in. Okay, kia kia komosatata. Ai. Woo! 
So their central column of light also being ignited for each one of them. And it's almost as if, if you can imagine the two central columns of light not being able to come down into each other, it's almost like there's a twisting sensation on that plane going in so that all of those different central columns of light, the, the inner essence that is your children, is coming down in perfect in the perfect place. It's like right beside their fifth dimensional counterparts. So there's... So there's a little bit of movement that's having to happen for a couple of these kids. So hold on a second. It's like getting all of the plugs lined up. And some of the children in the Six-dimensional planar, they're having to change, make make kind of a horizontal change before they can drop down into this other dimensional realm. And that horizontal change could be something as simple as a shift in the degree of frustration that they've been experiencing or a, a shift in what they perseverate on, you know. So we're just watching different, so many faces just coming to the surface and indicating what changes um, they can make in a horizontal pattern that would allow them to drop down vertically. So so they're also sharing with me that, you know, you as their parents, caregivers, professionals, you know some of the things that hang up this population, especially this population that's been really frustrated. You you kind of know what you know what their triggers are, you know what their frustrations are. So if you'll put your attention there for just a moment, it'll help things move and it'll help them move. Okay. So this will sound funny, but go ahead and make adjustments to your physical body. So if you're sitting a little bit funny, if you're cross-legged, you might uncross your legs. If you're sitting upright and straight, you might relax back a little bit. If you're lying down and flat, just change your physical positioning just a little bit. There we go, sliding down. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you can imagine now a plane or a disc that um, represents the children that were functioning in the fifth and the sixth dimension, and there are many beams of light, if you will, coming off of this disc representing that dimension. And that, that next dimensional realm, which would be the seventh dimensional plane, is kind of hovering right above this space. And so the children that are functioning in this more seventh dimensional realm are those children who have a tendency to have conversations with other dimensional beings, maybe more so than they have conversations um, with you or one-on-one conversations with you at, at a kind of physical level. And they're also the population of children that um, they're saying as a whole, their job is to kind of watch and monitor. They're kind of that midway station, if you will. So they can have conversations with those different dimensional beings. 
they would more likely be interested in um, sounds and light and color than they would some of the densities of the physicality. Um, so, and they're very much. It's like on the one hand, you really feel these kids when they're around you, and at the same time, for somebody who's not used to being with them, they can't figure out why they feel different in their presence, but they do. They they're functioning at a high enough frequency that they they literally change the space by being in it, and yet they're not really interested in the space or the physical space. So as they are present there, let's go ahead and build some coherence in this seventh dimensional plane and the beings, <clears throat> your children, who are functioning there. So here we go. So they're also saying that these kids are the, they're the holders of information. They're the holders of higher dimensional information. So their function is not, at least in this moment, is not so much to interface and come down into that fifth, sixth dimensional reality. Their their function is to offer information. So so some of you may have had, I can explain this, but some of you may have had the experience of asking for divine guidance or asking for your higher aspects of yourself to provide some information. And in the moment that you ask, there is maybe a physical sensation. Maybe all the hair stands up on the back of your neck or maybe there's a little shiver that runs through the body or lightening up in the body, letting you know that something happened and yet also maybe not consciously knowing what happened or what information was provided for you. What they're saying is that... um, that their energy, they're going to be offering energy into these central columns of light for these children that are functioning in the fifth and the sixth so that there is more consciousness for them around what they're doing and how they're doing it. They're more likely to be able to interface with you and be able to communicate with you in the ways that they can communicate and offer this awareness to you. So it's almost like that dimensional realm is going to download um, these other individuals with that information so that this conversation can begin to be had in the physical. So if you'll go up to those, up is a metaphor, no doubt, but if you'll go to those children who are functioning in the seventh dimensional realm, and again, whether that's your child's description or not, if you'll put your attention there for a moment, So so when we have, their, what they're showing me is when we have those aha moments, when we have the chills or the hair standing up, what we've actually received is we've received codes or um, structures of information, and those codes ignite something within the physical body's memory. And that is what causes us to have that, that sensation, it's that's why it's an aha moment it's it's bringing up a memory and so anyway we're going to just move right into that space and start they're going to be just dropping in some of these codes your body temperature may change a little bit so notice what you're noticing there it'll give you a reference point for the fact that you are indeed interfacing with them and watching this witnessing this process so seventh dimensional kids, here we go. Kyokyoto totomo satatekea kiata tema sasokoko yoko yetam. Okay, satatekea ta sam ekyoko. Interfacing those codes. Okayeta sam. Here we go. Ooh. 
nice inhales and exhales. So there's this drawing energy. You might feel it in your own bodies. It's almost like that fifth-dimensional, sixth-dimensional interface. There's a pull on the energy within the seventh dimension. It's literally pulling it into consciousness. And there's a little bit of a draw on the energy, not in a in the most positive of sense. I, instead of a draw on the energy, maybe a, a draw on the information and the awareness that this energy holds. Maybe that's a better way to say it. So if we move into that eighth dimensional population, this is that population that um, I want to say is almost almost functions in that angelic type of realm. Okay, so these are the the children that are um, they're not they're not functioning here, and at the same time they are. Like I say, kind of like that seventh dimensional realm, they're so present in the realms that they're present in that their energy in your space alters the space. And for this population, it probably does that more consistently. So so some people can feel very uncomfortable in the energy of children like this, and they feel uncomfortable in the energy of children like this because these children seem to see right through you, and they're not even looking at you. They seem to know you, and they're not even interacting with you in a physical way. So there's a little bit of this kind of, they can cause other people's energy to feel a little bit unnerved because it's it's being seen, this would this is an example I would give of how I felt when Riley, you know, made eye contact with me and said, "Master, I didn't know what the heck he was talking about in that moment." And yet I felt unnerved because I felt like I had something had been seen. I had been seen in a way I hadn't seen myself. I he knew something I didn't know, and he wasn't even saying anything, you know, other than a single word or, you know, making eye contact in that moment. So this is that population that shows up for those moments and then spends their time somewhere else. Okay, so let's go ahead and increase that coherence there. The the they're just the view is is beautiful from that vantage point. interface between the eighth dimensional kids and the seventh dimensional kids is really very easy. It almost merges on its own. Um, There's just a beautiful interface there. And as we move into that ninth dimensional population, those individuals not not being present here, not really um, interested in interfacing here, in many ways, um, these are the kids that almost walk through your home, and it's almost like they're they're in a different template altogether. They can walk right past you without noticing you. They can be very close in passing you, and it's almost like they're walking in a different. They are walking in a different time space reality. So, Do they notice you? Do they not notice you? Only if your energetic imprint in that moment is functioning in that place. Only if your thoughts and your 
your memories and your experience in that moment internally were really heightened? Would they kind of pay attention? These are also the kids, as I was saying, they're, I would call these the individuals that function more in those galactic kinds of realms. And in functioning in those galactic realms, they're, that electromagnetic energy is really significant for them. Um, it's almost like functioning um, as electricity in some ways versus as physical. So electromagnetic energy really impacts this population. Um, and again, please hear this is that, you know, our our children, the children are primarily function in these different dimensional realms. Youth primarily function in certain dimensional realms. And yet we also have these kind of spike experiences into different dimensional realms. So some of your children, as I'm describing these different levels, may you, you can interface so you can see your child functioning in two or three of these. Um, it just depends on kind of the, I guess I would almost call it the harmonic that they play on. Um, so back to this ninth dimensional group, building coherence there. Um, and part of the building of their coherence is really transducing some of this electromagnetic energy so that it can interface. You can imagine if that ninth dimensional energy became physical, might be a little bit too much um, for any one individual or any collective group of individuals. It's a very high-frequency electromagnetic functioning as electricity kind of energy. So we're going to simply, at that level, um, just soften that, transduce it, not necessarily change their position or the way they function, but making that energy easier to interface with, okay, and thus the other dimensional realms easier to interface with as well. So here we go. Coming down the nervous system, also putting your attention on your nervous systems. The majority of the children have some degree of this, but we're working right now with those that really kind of hold this as their base frequency. Okay, building coherence there. Here we go. Right now, we have fifth and sixth dimensions interfacing very nicely. Seventh dimensional energy kind of offering information, codes, templates into that fifth, sixth dimensional base. We have that eighth dimensional energy interfacing very nicely with the seventh. And we have the ninth dimensional energy really beginning to kind of restructure the electromagnetics. Um, they're functioning kind of outside of the electromagnetics, and that's part of the issue here. Um, it's challenging for them to function within the electromagnetics and the way that we function within those. And so part of what's happening there is uh, restructuring a transduction in that energy. So, so this is the pattern, the template for right now. We're going to leave that here for right now. And we're going to address this again um, in the next episode of Peer Presence, all about the kids, because there will be more and more interfaces that will be able to take place. So go ahead and find your breath again. 
And just do a real quick check-in with your physical body. So you just witnessed something. You just listened to something. It may have had meaning. It may have not had conscious meaning. But simply notice how the body feels, how your body feels in this moment. And notice the presence of the collective consciousness of the children and how that feels to you in this moment. And then if you've drifted at all, just let these words bring you right back into consciousness. And as you come back into consciousness, find your breath and allow that breath to be almost as if you're exhaling out to that ninth dimensional realm, inhaling into your fifth dimensional bodies, exhaling out to the ninth, inhaling into the fifth. Again, just kind of creating a clear, coherent pathway. Beautiful. Allowing those elements of those higher dimensional realms that can be accessible to you to be accessible to you. So again, the communication is you becoming more connected to where they play and them becoming more connected to where you play. There you go. Oh, big energy. All right. So if you will allow yourself to move the body a bit now and then find three nice deep inhalations and exhalations. And on that third exhalation, breathe your eyes open. And just notice your space. And notice your physicality in relationship to your space. And notice that you can still take those nice deep inhales and exhales. And maybe just over this next month, keep in mind that you're exhaling out to that ninth dimensional space and inhaling into your fifth dimensional space. There we go. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you have chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about the children and support in your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you will find articles, videos, books, and details for upcoming processes. We do have a brand new Awesomeism 1 or Awesomeism 2 self-study program, which offers you all the information, energy exercises, and time with me needed to support your change and your experience from autism to awesomeism. We also have a new Level 1 certification process that will begin on April 1st. The consciousness within this process is growing, and as it grows, your mastership grows. As your mastership grows, this consciousness grows. So I look forward to speaking with any of you directly who are interested in this process. Please contact me through the website for a free 20-minute consultation if you're interested in the Awesomeism certification process. You can also join me again on Pure Presence All About the Kids on March 29th and for Pure Presence Aligning to Self on March 1st and March 15th. 
I'd also like to remind you that the Awakening Zone Academy is offering its first workshop, Essence of Mastering, featuring Jim Self and Jeff Hoppy, channeling Adamus St. Germain. Adamus is his usual audacious self, while Jim offers practical exercises for managing energy and walking with grace in our demanding modern world. To find out more, you can go to the Awakening Zone academy.com it's great workshop and a fundraiser for the awakening zone radio station so that we can keep providing you with great content free of charge coming up next on the awakening zone at one central daylight time is miriam knight with a new consciousness review miriam's guest will be jd messenger discussing leadership and resilience What a great name to be discussing that topic. (laughs) On Saturday at 11 Central Daylight Time is Sylvia Marin with Romanian Awakenings. And at 1 on Sunday is the Sunday Healing Service with Kahoo Fred Sterling. Thank you for your presence here today. Until next time on Pure Presence, all about the kids. Have a wonderful month. Blessings. have been listening to an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Beyond.